I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. everybody welcome to the very next episode of the remedy with tova cito and janice gant and and kevin what's up guys hey kevin you know there's only so many ways you can get creative with that entry i know (laughs) we could sing it next time okay i'm not gonna do that He's too cool. You guys I'm, can. I'm long giving uh, up the too. need to be cool. <laughs> I, <laughs> Clearly. Oh my you God. Like you guys have sing? heard some, I've said some of the most uncool stuff on here ever. I love it. <laughs> Especially when you said that you wanted Elise to hold you. <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh, Everybody you, loves to bring that up. You <laughs> opened You opened so many doors for, for so many listeners with that one comment. But Kevin says that he likes for, that men like for them to be held or however they do. you say it. Yeah, no, I know. I hope that helps some guys out there. I think I'm it, sure it does. I think it helped women out there. Like, and and the whole appreciation thing. Like, you did a great job. Well, we, thanks, guys. We, that was hey, a fun episode. Janice and I were talking this morning uh, how you always add, wh- like, when you speak, it's it's good. Well, thank you. We, like, we really love and appreciate your it's, contribution. That wasn't my original, you know? I spent so many years being, like, a host, but then I realized that it's fun being a sidekick. <laughs> oh, you're a great It's way sidekick. easier. Well, and it really does add a whole different dimension. Yeah, you're you young, know? you're a guy. The perspective is very different, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're very honest and vulnerable with your... Mm-hmm. Maybe too much. ...things that you admit. <laughs> Whoa, I'm never going to stop doing that. I will always be honest and vulnerable. Hey, I love it. I don't, I, do too. I don't have to be quite as honest or vulnerable because you'll <laughs> yeah. say it for me. Yeah, I can take some of the heat off you. It's a great day when you when you put down your pom-poms and you don't need votes. Oh, then you just so to get true. real. You're, yeah. you know? you're really good at that. Oh, well, You're thanks. really good at that. Yeah, you are. That's Both my of specialty. you are better at that than me. Really? Yeah. I think well, I you've think been pretty, pretty honest. Real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you I'm, shared some pretty serious stuff. I have. I'm very real, but I'm not always completely open or vulnerable. Mm. Well, I've never talked about everything. <laughs> well, yeah. That's... <laughs> you would probably have to get me on some sort of heavy medication, and then I really might let go of some stuff. Hey. I mean, I had an embarrassing sexual left. episode over the week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I no, was like, I'm not going to share everything. Nobody shares everything. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I don't think any guy would ever reveal a, <laughs> an embarrassing sexual encounter. Do you? I mean, that's pretty tough. <laughs> oh, well, my, my show back know. in the, I have many times on different shows, but. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm so interested. Uh, over the weekend, we were at we were at Mary Catherine's Lake House, and uh, there were a couple of people on the boat that I did not know well. And you know, Craig's last name is Shrank, uh-huh. and I always call him Shrank. And he was wake surfing, and he looked so cute and was doing so good. I'm like, right on, Shrank! Great job, Shrank! 
and uh, a couple those two guys that I didn't know, they're like, "So what's 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 up with Shrek?" <laughs> that was and, a nickname. Yes, and I was like, "That's." I was like, "Like, why do I call him that?" And they're like, "Yeah," and I was like, "It's his last name." And they're like, "Oh, thank God! We thought it was like some like." Reference to his junk. Some yeah. sort of a <laughs> dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, every time we get close, it shrank. <laughs> I was like, I promise you, there is not a planet where we would be, where I would have that nickname for him. I mean, can you imagine? That would be very degrading. I never even thought about that. <laughs> so, speaking of. Yeah. Wait, we've we had one episode on erectile dysfunction, and that was one too many for oh, me. Oh, I true. thought you were talking about you. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. And I was gonna say, well, uh, we never had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> but Greg and I had no, one the, episode the of remedy sexual dysfunction. No, that is freaking hilarious. No, just to be clear, the remedy. <laughs> has had an episode, <laughs> one episode on erectile dysfunction. <laughs> and that was one too many for me. <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting. Actually, no, it was like, I, it basically was, like, this is what you have to look forward to. Is no, what it, it was like. kind of like, you know what? I actually got a little bit of joy out of it because it was like the equivalent of talking about menopause. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, here's all the stuff that could happen to a man as he ages and it could start early i was shocked yeah i learned a lot i think it's that use it or lose it principle supposedly yeah. you're right yeah i was thinking like going. i'm on borrowed time already <laughs> 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 not getting any better from here boy this was a good this is okay, a strong start we can stop <laughs> <Yeah>. now <laughs> we're six minutes in and i'm already sweating <laughs> Sorry, Craig and Craig's family. Well, you can just say that, Tom. It's like he's twenty-five. Wow, he's going to be very excited that you just said that on the air. I know. I might get a little bling today. out of that. I feel diamonds, <laughs> shoes, and bags. Yeah. Trip. Thanks, to how are you? I'm lucky there, considering that antidepressants can also cause that ED issues. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. I've never had that. He, but it has zapped my drive before. I'll, he, I'll tell you that for he sure. He talked about that. I was like, ooh, yeah. I, I learned a lot from that episode. I, yeah. I never heard that episode. Is it still on? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That was from back way back in the day. Yeah. Huh. It was old studio days, but I, it was a I, it was a very eye open And the guy. That was who, one of your first really bold episodes. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who did it is, he, he has a, uh, like a med spa where they treat and pain a clinic or something that yeah. treats erectile dysfunction. Yeah. So he was, it, he had no problem talking about it. Oh, no. Yeah. It was just like, you know, what face wash do you use? <laughs> I will say if that ever happens, I would have no problem taking like Viagra or something. Heck no. I don't no. think there's any. Yeah. No. It's like if there's a pill that can help with that. Yeah. Why not? But. Hey, there's no shame in any of my game. At some point, I'm going to need help. With lots of yeah. things, and I'm willing to take all the help that this world has to well, offer. I talk a good game, but I always talk about irrational feelings and whatnot. I'm guarantee you, when that finally happens, I'll still feel like embarrassed about it. Oh, I, I mean, I, I think, even though you really shouldn't, I don't think. But well, I'm sure I, don't know I will. That it, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I. Th- you know, my dad. When my dad died, we were going through his stuff. There was Viagra in his drawer. And you know what I would have said? Yeah, go dad. Go yeah, for it. Go, yeah. go dad. No, it was awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, God, that is something God I'm never going to ask my dad about. Though, for, no, like, hey, Dad, do you ever? <laughs> I'm not ever going to have that conversation with anybody. <laughs> yeah, you can just all figure it out on your own. <laughs> I don't need to have. I don't need to know with anybody. <laughs> I want to know about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're such a good therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I get That's right true. down to it. <laughs> you don't waste any time. Yeah. So, where did? How old were you when you first felt that? Well. <laughs> Okay, so um, we need to thank our sponsor today, Michelle Gass. Um, she is a fabulous woman in our community. She is an, a uh, one of my old youths. She's her daughter is probably I don't know. In oh, her when 30s you were youth now. minister, yeah, Aww. and I didn't even know she listened. Oh. But I got we got a donation from her. So oh, that's so thank nice. You so thank much, you, Michelle Gass. Yes, thank you, Michelle. She's always been just sunshine. Every once in a while, I run into her, and she's just. So lovely. So thank you, Michelle Gass, for listening and contributing. And and if you listen and you love what we're doing and you appreciate the fact that we've talked about erectile dysfunction and everything <laughs> in between, um, and you want to keep us afloat, we would really appreciate it. Uh, we've made it super easy. You can Venmo it at Tobacito, or you can go to Tobacito.com, click on Be the Remedies, and or be the remedy or the remedy and make uh, make a contribution. Every episode is approximately two hundred. So, but any any contribution is very much appreciated. Absolutely. Okay, we have a joke. Oh yes, 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 we do. Let's go. Okay, a young boy uh, had just gotten his driver's permit, and uh, he went in to talk to his dad and said, "Is there any way we could talk about the possibility of me getting a car?" And his father said, well, I'll make a deal with you. you. Your grades have gone down a little bit, so if you'll bring your C grades up to an B average, if you'll study your Bible a little, and if you'll cut your hair, we'll talk about the car. So the boy thought about it for a moment, and he said, okay, I think that's, that's something I can agree on. So after about six weeks, he went back into the study where his father was, and uh, and the father said, son, I've, I've been really, really proud of you. You've brought your grades up. I've observed that you've been studying the Bible and participating in a couple of Bible study groups. But I'm really disappointed since you haven't cut your hair. And the young guy said, well, you know, Dad, I've been thinking about that. And I've noticed in my studies of the Bible that Samson had long hair, John the Baptist had long hair, Moses had long hair, and there's a very strong case for the probability that Jesus had long hair also. And the father waited just a second. He said, you know, son, have you ever stopped to think that all those guys ever did was walk everywhere they went? Get it? Yeah. I don't get it. Because he wants a car. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now I... You ever find yourself laughing at just Janice telling the joke yes, like before yes, the punchline? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's happened to me a couple of times. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's funny. Sorry, it I was off my funny, A game. Yeah, I was off my A game today. Usually I get it. I think it was last know. week that I didn't get it yeah, right you away. Did, yeah, you didn't get the knock-knock one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to like 
I'm gonna have to like dumb them down. I think <laughs> there, which is which is hard to imagine <laughs> yeah. that that is even possible. I'm gonna have to go, you know, get one of my grandchildren's yeah. books. I mean, joke they're very books. sophisticated jokes. They kind of are sometimes. <laughs> they're elaborate. <laughs> they're... Although this one didn't have any names, I was surprised. Or oh. accents. Yeah, oh. that's true too. Usually, there's a Bertha with uh-huh. an accent. <laughs> you want me to start over, Margaret? <laughs> I bet as a grandmother, you're a great story reader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. I bet you are really good at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot of voices. <laughs> okay. So today, we're sort of piggybacking on um, last week's awesome episode where we talked about our imagination. It's called Imagine That. We talked all about, like, you know, God, the universe puts these amazing thoughts into our mind, and then we tap the brakes because of fear or mm-hmm. we start thinking about all the obstacles that would make that dream impossible and yet it's possible. Um, so Janice and I both read a um, from a devotional every morning. It's called Joyous Abundance Journal um, and we love it. And she sent me this that was on July 22nd and the quote uh, for the devotional for that day, well, it, it was called Keep At It. Uh-huh. And the quote for that day was from Franklin Roosevelt, and he said, happiness lies in the joy of achievement and the thrill of creative effort. Yeah, amazing. Love it. Love it. I think that that's what messes us up, is that we experience that joy, but then we leave that and start thinking about the results. And, and we, because, and this reading mm. talks about that because we're in such a, live in such an instant gratification, gratification. world mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we, we think that if we're going to start something new, that it needs to happen more quickly than, than what is even possible. And that's hard because the sustained effort is, it takes a real kind of commitment to sustain that effort in itself because sometimes it's not I mean it's not always really fun Mm -hmm. I mean did you experience that when you were writing your book oh yeah it was really hard yeah really hard lots of days were really hard really long um yeah and it's so easy to give up I think you know I think it's probably one of the best things about society and the generation growing up now, mm-hmm. you know, the exposure and the mindset that they have of instant gratification. Yeah. Like it is easy. If I want, if I want something, all I have to do is go to Amazon, prime it, and it's probably going to be on my doorstep before we get done with the podcast. That's right. And yes. so, and that's a new world for you and I. Oh, but yes. it is the world for this younger generation, which is amazing that they are growing up in this world where access is easier. They have more access to opportunities. Everything. To getting stuff, uh-huh. to information. I mean, think about writing a paper when we were young. You have oh. to go to the freaking library. Yeah, encyclopedia, <laughs> and then the library. We would yes. have days where you, like, during class, we go to the library and they teach you how to use search engines. Yes. I mean, think about how crazy that is now. Yeah. yeah. Now everybody yeah. does it without even thinking. It's of just... course. And we, like, we had to literally, Kevin, when we were going to college, not only was I doing my papers on a typewriter, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And there were no search engines. <laughs> you had to do all no, your research. No, no. There was a there was a periodic, were, you know, the little table. It was like the, index table. The, yeah, the index cards. You went to go find... Card catalog. Card, card catalogs. Catalog. You yes. had to go to the card catalog. You had to find the books that were about that information. And then you had to check out the books they gave you. And then you had to find the stuff in the books that you were... I, I mean... It's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. what the it's, access that... I can imagine having to do that at, like on a college level. Yeah, it was I mean, hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. When I wrote my thesis, uh, I did it on what percentage of college female binge drinkers assessed to be alcoholics. And what? so... Oh Lord. Yeah, so, that sounds really interesting. It what was, was it? So, What's the percent? Like 98%. No, <clears throat> well, they way. assess. So, what was interesting about it was you, we, and this is a little bit of a diversion, but first of all, you, yeah, well, I went to SMU. I was one, of, I was a rush advisor for a sorority at SMU. And so I used them, they were my sampling. And um, so then you, you got the information <laughs> like how many beers or how many drinks do you have on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. And then you assess, then there was an assessment tool. So then there was an idea of, okay, there's a definition of binge drinking, and that's having more than like four to six drinks in a certain like three-hour period mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. That's a lot and, of alcohol. And then... and <laughs> Funny. It's all relative. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> and then, and then after that, then I had this. There's this test called the SASI, and it's a test that a diagnostic test that you use to assess the probability of addiction, and uh, because you can't really define, there's no way to diagnose an alcoholic mm. or a drug addict. But there's you can there's on this assessment tool there's a way to determine a high probability of that and one of the one of the one of they assess it in two ways one is how many drinks did or all of these questions in the past three months and then the other one is in the past two years Mm -hmm. so when my daughter Wesley was at UT she was a psychology major and she was trying to figure out a a research paper and I said well you ought to do this because I said it was really interesting and she took 10 of her girlfriends and 10 of her guy friends and they all they all took this sassy test mm-hmm. and and every single one of them assessed to have a high probability of alcoholism now i don't know that any of them are actually alcoholic but they drank alcoholically so when they said over the past 3 months if that was the criteria they all registered mm. as mm-hmm. yes a high probability wow and yeah but it was so it's so interesting when you look at that and that's a whole nother episode I guess. yeah yeah but Let's but, do that. They're, but they're so just not you know i mean they're they are i mean that but but when i did that and i would go after i'd get uh, gather all my data which i'm i'm such a kind of a nerd about that i thought it was really fun and i love to be in the basement of the library at smu mm-hmm. and it's the books and the paper and everything smells so good and and but you'd have to i had to check out i don't know 20 books yeah oh yeah to be able Stacked. to base 
Un- get enough information, enough research, yeah, to yeah. Uh, to, to write a be- paper because they 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 check your reliabil- your reliability yes. in a thesis. So it was just you know. So now you, you I could do it in an afternoon, the, oh, yeah. yeah, and get way more info, way yeah. easier, way more info. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, and so so it's a it's an amazing thing that we have all of this access, but it's also. It. I see it with my kids. Like, yeah, that instant gratification. You see it in the turnover of satis- job satisfaction in the twenty somethings. If they're not happy, guess what? Like, we, and we talked about this before. Yeah. They go get a new job, and where our parents, they started they, at IBM and they died at IBM. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, and so so it is a. I think there's a lot of factors. I think that's one of them. I was thinking when I was reading this, for me, this is a, it can be a faith issue. Yes. Because. Absolutely. And and it can be a tricky faith issue for me because I think, okay, if I have a thought or I have a dream or I have an, I'm imagining something or I really want something and I believe that that is a God given or something that's that God would want for me. Yeah. Then yeah. I, and then I go for it. And then but like I keep meeting resistance in that it would be hard for me not to think, "Oh, was I wrong about it? Did, right. Is this not God's will or desire or what's best for me?" And so I I it's for me I think this is kind of tricky <clears throat> because when we do have desires or goals and we meet resistance it is easy to give up it is easy to redirect it is easy to say well I thought that was what was best for me it was just too hard mm-hmm. or it wasn't coming so easy and so it, it I think I need to go another direction mm-hmm. um, so does that make sense yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense because you know I've 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 changed a little bit my perspective on some of that, what I believe is God's will or my will. And I think mm-hmm. that as long as I'm ap- acting inside of my value system then and I'm not har- hurting anybody, then yeah. I figure, I think that, the, I mean, I can picture God sitting on the couch and me going up and say, okay, well, well, I want to write this other book about dating. So what do you think? Is it going to get published or am I going to have to pay to get it published or what's going to happen or blah, 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 or is this your will for me? And mm-hmm. I can picture God saying, I don't care. Right. If you want, if you right. want to, yeah. Right. If you want to do it, if you don't, don't. If you totally get halfway in it and you decide God. you don't want to do it, then that's, that's okay. okay. So yeah. there's no, so you you take yourself away from the black and white, right, wrong, good, bad, all or nothing concept. Because I do think that a lot of times when, if in a relationship, in a goal, in you know writing a book, all of those things, if you go up against a little bit of resistance then a lot of times we'll be like, oh, okay, well, then it's just not meant to be. Right. We think that mm-hmm. the right. easy way is the way. Right. And if it all of a sudden becomes difficult, then we think we turn and, and leave it. Yeah. I, I love <clears throat> that you said that. Um, I do. I, I think that people, that's a, that's a very difficult thing because if, if, there's, a, if there's a fork in the road, and this to the left is path of least resistance and to the right has has more resistance but the outcome the desired outcome it's easier to pick 
the path of least resistance. For sure. It, it just is. Yeah. And so I guess a question for you, and this might be a difficult question on the spot, but like where, name a time in your life, Janice, where you, you wanted something, uh-huh. desired something, and you were met with a lot of resistance or more resistance than you had planned uh-huh. or wanted, and yet you knew you had to keep pushing through the resistance to get the desired outcome. And was there another time that you were met with resistance and you thought, well, you know what? This isn't working. This is just not meant to be. This is, I, I've got, let's just, I'm out. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. Like, and, and how do you know when to persist and when do you, how do you know when to resist? You know, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's, hard. It, it's really hard and I don't think that there's really a format or a rule around it, say. But I think that, like, I think that there was, I, well, you can take my first marriage. I mean, in my first marriage, I, I mean, I've been married. I had been married 22 years. and It's a long It's a long time. time. And, you know, wow. I, at that point in my life, I, you know, took scripture probably a little too literal from, from my mm-hmm. belief station now, mm-hmm. is that, you know, God hates divorce and it was wrong and it was bad and all of that. And, I mean, I started thinking about maybe leaving the marriage 12 years before I did. And because of well, some things that had happened, that's a long and time that to is a long time. Yeah, divorce. but I just yeah. I was so I didn't want God to be disappointed, and I didn't want everybody else to be disappointed, and all that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were there were aspects of the marriage that were great, and mm-hmm. and but then finally, I just well because I got to that. I mean, we've talked about it before that point in my life where I really thought I can't stay in this marriage, and I thought about trying to kill myself, and. So that was the point when I was like, okay, I'm bailing. And, you know, and I look back on that now and think that I, you know, I think that all along that I think that you want some of those, like a marriage, for example, you know, you really do want to give it a Girl Scout effort. Every bit. It's hard. It's awful. The kids are affected. Everybody's affected. But I think that what happens in marriage sometimes is if there's behaviors and things that are just not congruent with one another, the love dies. And that's when, when the love was, was gone for me. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew that I was going to get out, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you can't define it for somebody. And I have people, I know you do too. Talk, you talk to people who are like, how do I know mm-hmm. if this is the right thing or the wrong thing? And I always think, you know, First of all, it's not it's not the right thing for you if it's going to cause you to try to kill yourself, clearly. Right. Or if you, you know, if there's some sort of really severe abuse or something like that. And so, you know, but but you don't know. You know, and I think that I, I read a reading one time. It said, you know, God's will, in my opinion, and I agree with this, but this author said it's not like looking for a needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. You just take some action and look at the results and see what happens mm-hmm. and then you take another action and i think it's a sustained effort mm-hmm. towards your dreams let's say and that will help to motivate you to push through yeah. if you feel like it is 
I think even our desires, our deep desires are a lot of times the best thing for us. Yes. I, I mean, it's just we we were given, given the ability to determine how we want our life to look. Yep. And if, if, if you feel it in your bones and deep in your gut, then, you know, I think you go. Because I just don't. I, 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 you know, I'm, I may downplay the activity of God, but I just, I just believe that God's pretty, you know, that that love for me is big enough mm-hmm. that, I mean, God doesn't want me to do anything that's going to hurt myself, but I or also anybody think, else. or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. But I don't think that God is like, okay, this is the way for you to do it. Yeah. I really don't. I like a couch, a couch God, <laughs> and a, and an umbrella uh, sitting night out on the beach. God, you know that is like you know what? Don't worry about other people. I'm going to take care of them, you know. So, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting concept about keeping at it. But I think if you, anyone who is listening, and they have a dream and they have a passion. And it is like we've talked about in your value system. It's not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to hurt other people. And then, you know, go for it. Absolutely. But it is not going to happen quickly. Oh, and, and not necessarily easily. You no. Know, I and have... it may not happen <clears throat> at all. Yeah, yeah. But the effort is a huge lesson. Yes. So after our episode this last week, yeah. I had a girl come to my house and we were talking and she was talking about how it's always been her desire to move to Colorado, uh-huh. be in a mountain town. She's single. She has money. She's hardworking. She's amazing. There's really nothing stopping her. And she's, I mean, after she listened to the podcast, she was like, I was just so inspired and I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it. I love it. Oh, I was so proud of her. That is awesome. It was amazing. And then I was like a little burdensome too. Like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) But I hope I steer you right. (laughs) She was so excited. She was so excited. And, and to your point, what you just said, like you may meet resistance. It may not even happen at all. But like just to hear her joy and confidence and courage to like take take that next step to go to Colorado. I told her, I said, look, I am so excited for you. I I do want to remind you, just like I said in in the podcast last week, I said, I want to remind you that just like with my kids, like I was. I had a dream. I wanted to, I, I met them. I knew they were mine. I wanted to adopt them. And, and, you know, Topher was the realist and he put all, <clears throat> he had the fears and, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the, we live in a white neighborhood. What about the money? We live in a two bedroom house. What, what about, what about, what about? And I was like, ah, it's going to be fine. You know? And he, he was always like, yeah. What if it doesn't work out? Like, yeah. well, you know, things don't always work out T. He was always like that. And then, and and I said, you know, there was a day, and this is like, uh, uh, there was a day, and you guys are going to flip about this, but like we had just adopted them, and what we didn't account for was <clears throat> the fact that it, so they said it would be $40,000 to adopt them. Okay, we could do that. It ended up being about $160,000 oh. to adopt them. <clears throat> and then 
we forgot when they get here. They I changed need- my mind what I said about adoption. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford it. <laughs> we forgot that they needed clothes and a bed and a toothbrush. Yeah. And, and vaccinations and, yeah, all and doctors of it. and yeah. all the things. And so, I mean, we blew through our money. Blue. And I remember walking down my street and I I was still working full time and Topher was full commission. He's commercial real estate. Yeah. We were dead ass broke. I had fifty dollars in my account. Oh my gosh. Fifty. And I was walking down that street and I was like, God, like what in the world? Like I had this dream, I I did this thing, I pursued it, I had faith that it would all, like all those fears, and here we are. And I said, so I'm just gonna remind you, Dad said this to this girl, you're, you're, there will be a day in this adventure yeah. where, where you're gonna be walking down the street with 50 bucks. And, and you're gonna think, your version what of that. on earth have, have I done? done? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and guess what? You will get to the other side. Yeah. Just like I got to the other side. Yeah. You know, I have a little bit more than 50 bucks in my account. Thank today. goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, th- that resistance does not mean that the dream isn't no. your dream. No. And I love that you gave permission for the dream to fail. Yeah. I've had dreams fail. Of course. Yes. I've had dreams and desires that failed but it didn't mean that the pursuit of that dream and that happiness wasn't right right no and and then when the next right thing happens Mm -hmm. and most of the time we can look at it and think gosh this is even better than what i thought oh yes you know when i was single i was single for 10 years before tom and i met and i there were like three guys that i thought could have been the one and that none of them worked out and oh my gosh I'm so glad it didn't because it because what I ended up with was so much Mm -hmm. better than Mm -hmm. I than any of those guys would have been able to provide I mean one of them had a really big private jet and we don't have that and I have moments of thinking that would have been fun yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> but it would not but, but it, wouldn't it, be it, would, it wouldn't have been enough no. because that was not it yeah. you know it was that's the it, best way to say yeah it. and i think that that's what we want to hold on to like with that precious girl that has moved to colorado which i think is the gutsiest coolest yeah. thing ever me too is that the process is part of the joy, mm-hmm. you know, because as we lean into that creative process, like when she gets up there and she finds a place to live and, you know, and then she's walking around and she's learning all about that and she gets creative in her mind about making friends and all of those things, that's part of the joy of the oh, experience yeah. because we're so, okay, I have an idea, here's the end result that I want, let's do this fast. Mm-hmm. And it just, isn't that way and isn't it your experience it's well it's, it's definitely been my experience that the harder the journey mm-hmm. the greater mm-hmm. the reward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the more satisfaction i have had if i if i ended up getting that desire of my heart and i pursued through all of the hard and resistance it was worth it 
And then even the times that I failed, like you said, I'm sure those three guys that you could have imagined a future with, when y'all broke up or you walked away from that relationship, there were tears. Oh, yeah. I was really, it was hard. Yes. Yeah. And yet, you know, what you have today and what, I mean, it wasn't it. Like, no. And what you have today is it. Yeah. And something you said reminded me sometimes people will come to my house for counseling or to meet with me and and they leave and they're always like oh I just thank you so much I know you've had this because I've said it to you I feel so much better thank you Mm -hmm. so much I feel so much better and you know what I say to them you know what I think good counselors do they just affirm inside of you what you knew all along that's right yeah your gut tells you yeah you just lack some of us at times with our decisions lack the confidence to take that next step well or even be aware of your gut because a lot of times we spend so much time in our heads Mm -hmm. thinking through it or talking ourselves out of it that you know that that and sometimes our heads are really important because Mm -hmm. sometimes our gut may may not notice or take seriously some of those red flags mm-hmm. that our our brain is saying warning warning but if we mm-hmm. if we'll slow down and kind of try to blend our head with our gut i think that's where you get some really good solid direction uh huh that sweet spot that's a perfect mm-hmm. word for it for being able to to move towards the end that you want in some form or another yeah and and you know and and sometimes it's those things that we think we want so badly that don't happen like you said and then you're like okay and you're disappointed and it hurts and you're sad about it but in the long run you're like oh wouldn't do it would never do it over again no no. yeah never go back it is you know this uh i've been talking with this publishing well well anyway and uh one of the one of the people that I've spoken with said, you know, I tell people that if you will, like, let's say you, I, so many people have said, you know, I have a book running around in my head or I'd like to write a book or something. And what she said is if you will take 30 minutes every day and spend writing on your book in a year, you'll have a book. Oh, I really like that. And I like that too, because you're thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, 30 minutes Oh my gosh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I sit down to write and I, I'm thinking 30 minutes, I am end up there for two hours. Yep. But but just that, if you can put it into smaller bite-sized pieces, yep. then that will help you help you in that process. I love that. Yeah. That's such good advice. Isn't that great It's kind of like what you said before we started, Kev, like how do you eat an elephant? One, yeah. one tiny bite at a time. One, and eventually... Yeah. Yeah eventually it'll be gone like it will be done and i i think i think that i mean that is like universal powerful advice if you think about it in relationships with your body with your exercise with your job like just take one itsy because you know if i'm 500 pounds overweight i can't that's too overwhelming yeah it's too overwhelming i can't lose 500 pounds but you know what I can lose 10. Yeah. I can lose 10. Yeah. If I'm 500 pounds overweight. So just lose 10. Yeah. And then lose another 10. Yeah. And just keep losing 10 pounds and eventually you'll get there. Like it really is great advice when it comes to 
how do you pursue those things? Because we do think that the dreams sometimes are too big. I mean, I think about it. I think about it a lot with with work. I think about it with Craig and I. I think you know your future. If you think about all the things that you want, it can just be like so overwhelming. Like okay, like just say one day Craig and I get married. Oh gosh. Well, how do we do finances? Well, how do we do kids? Well, how do we do? And that just sounds all. How do we too much? Mm-hmm. Where do we move? How do we sell? Do we move into one of our houses? Do we sell one of our, like? Oh my God. What about a prenup? What about? Yeah. Oh, a lot of logistics there. there. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> so then you know what you want to do? You want to just wash your hands you say, and forget it. And forget it. Like yep. we'll just keep dating, and when we don't have our kids, we'll hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and there's nothing wrong with that either. No, but. but if my goal is to one day get married again, then I have to start taking bites out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think you so gotta start too. figuring out those I things. Th- I do. Even if it's like, okay, we can't do this today, but maybe in two years or yeah. that. But that's taking planning, planning out when we're, when we can talk about it again is taking a bite out of the elephant. Well, you know, you, know? you and I did this. You know, when right before COVID, I mean, we were really ready to take our show on the road, yes. and we were yeah. going to go to. We had, well, we talked about it last week. We had cities, you know, people from different cities and then COVID. So, you know, we never let go of that idea and that dream and that plan. And, you know, we'll do that one day at a time. And now we're looking, you know, we've had several people call, but now we're thinking, okay, well, now COVID is acting up again. Well, okay, Mm -hmm. if that does it, we'll just keep doing what we're doing right now and then it's, it'll come eventually it will come and i think that this in this reading she talks about she said sustained effort and trying too hard are two completely different things mm, i like that i do too mm-hmm. and i think that's what we're after is sustained mm-hmm. effort mm-hmm. when i was studying to get my lpc license the the test was over everything i'd had in grad, graduate school so what i did is i set up a studying uh, schedule and I would I my goal was to study four hours a day for that test and so I that's a lot of studying yeah it that was a four hours at a time it was no I didn't do it at a time I took bites of it so I made a schedule of in the morning in the afternoon and then in the evening because my kids were I, I guess Blair might have still been at home But, um, but so, and then I also came up with different locations. Mm -hmm. So I would go to Starbucks. I would go to the turtle that, you know, the, the, on, um, Turtle Creek, the, the, uh, right by Dallas country club where you, they have all those benches in that little park, you know, right there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh Right off Beverly and Turtle Creek. Oh, Lakeside. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and so I would go there Mm. some, or I would sit in my backyard and to where I made it doable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that I could get through that process. Yeah. And so that's, that is such good advice. Yeah. That's sustained effort. Whereas like Kevin said, oh my gosh, four hours a day. Mm-hmm. That would have been no way. too much. That would it have would been, have been too yeah. much. I can't. I couldn't do that. No, you, it wouldn't have been productive even if you tried to force no. yourself to. No. So, Kev, Janice is talking about how it is the balance of like your gut versus your head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when she was talking about that, I was thinking about you and how a lot of times, 
Like that's great advice for you and I'm sure it's a great advice for a lot of our listeners because you tend to get in your head. Mm-hmm. I tend to stay Bad. in my gut. Mm-hmm. So I need like, you know, Topher saying, Tova, everything doesn't just always work out. Like, I don't want to know all the re- resistance. and I don't want to yeah. see all the bad. I'm like, it's going to be fine. But it's, he's he was right. It yeah. doesn't always work out. But you're saying you need a better so balance. Between, I need a balance. I need a better balance my between head. my head and my gut. I act a lot more out of my gut, which can be frustrating for me <laughs> and, uh-huh. and people on the other side of me. Uh-huh. And I'm sure for you always acting out of, mm-hmm. or not always, but often acting out of the brain. Neurosis. And yes, <laughs> and the fears and what could go wrong and yeah. the worries. It, it That impacts the 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 freedom that your gut kind of gives you. Definitely, being skeptical and yes. cynical. And, yes, you know? absolutely. Resistant and yeah. the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the question for all of us is how do we make how do we find that balance when i tend to sit sit more in my gut and people like, and then there's people like you who tend to sit more in their head and yet the balance which i think you live a beautiful you're a beautiful example of janice is finding that balance of bringing those two together because when it's out of balance there's a gap and that gap creates the fr- the resistance uh-huh uh-huh. And so it would seem to me that in order to create the balance, you got to close the gap, and which is creating the resistance. And so how do we find the balance of, okay, I tend to think out of my gut, you tend to think out of your mind. Um, how do we... How do we do that better? I guess your significant other could have a lot to do with that. I was about your to say, partner, you know, hopefully whoever. you marry or you yeah. choose yeah. to be with somebody who can... Help you find that balance. Where does Craig uh, lean on that spectrum? Oh, 100% like you. In the head. He's in yeah. the head. Uh-huh. He's practical. He's like, uh, and he's patient. He's very, pa- I'm not patient. No, I'm not either. Um, but I, I mean, I'm in my head a lot, but I'm also pretty impatient. He's very patient, practical, methodical. Um, he can look at things from all the sides. He's, he's not worry. He's not a worrier, but he definitely mm-hmm. is like that... I understand you want that, but that's not a good financial decision or that's not a, uh-huh. that's not a practical, that's not what's best for our children or, uh-huh. you know, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm like that except with lots of worry also. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think the key, what I've de- de- determined is that the key for the balance is to recognize when you're overly in either one of those spots. Mm. So my desires can you know, they can run amok and my brain can run amok by, by it's, I, I always think when my brain is like a pinball machine, mm-hmm. then I got to get out of it mm-hmm. because I'm going from this thought to this as, Oh, that'll never happen. Well, Oh my oh, gosh, God, that's how, a perfect that's way to happen. describe my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know Big time pinball machine. No, it's a pinball machine. <laughs> and then the thoughts are running amok. So then you think, okay, I'm going to leave my head for a minute. I'm going to just travel down to my gut and I'm going to breathe so that I can go into my gut and then I'm going to notice what my gut's doing. So then that, because I think my passion lives in my gut, Mm -hmm. my rational thinking is clearly in my brain. Mm -hmm. So I go to, if I can stop the pinball machine Mm -hmm. and I can sit in my gut 
then I can be like, okay, well, so you know, and I, I keep referring to this book because it is my, my booger bear right now, and I think, you know, okay, you are going to finish that book. Mm-hmm. It may not be by September, mm-hmm. but you will finish that book. Mm-hmm. So that's my... And I want to, mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to. And so then, then I can leave that, that passion place and I can go in my head and think, okay, what's a realistic goal for me to do? And that's when I can come up with a schedule for writing or, you know, go, when I went to Florida and spent three days and I, I wrote, oh, I mean, one day I wrote eight hours and it was wow. fine. It was fun. I had a great time because I was doing exactly what I wanted to wow. do. You know, so then you can balance those two things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, uh, you know, when you're trying too hard and she says this in this reading, it's like you feel like you're pushing up a river. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And then I think, okay. You're the salmon upstream. You're, yeah. And mm-hmm. then you have to just sustain effort effort is just being consistent and persistent so you're gonna you're gonna push and then when it's too much then you pull back Mm -hmm. so it's that balancing act between you know 40 and 60 and I think that that's where we can reach so many of our goals Mm -hmm. but it's not gonna be tomorrow yeah I think that that advice of slowing down. I mean, yes. even you just saying, I get out of my head, I travel down to my gut. I, I took a big, deep breath. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> And you just sit in there. Yeah. I you mean, just I, hunker down in I there for a minute. I felt that, you know, mm-hmm. and I bet a lot of our listeners just was like, I mean, there is a physicality to that. Well, when your brain is a pinball machine, guess mm-hmm. what happens to your gut? It tightens. Yeah. It knots up. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> <Get> <laughs> Big time. Tell you want to talk Moise about that. Not. <laughs> yeah. um. uh, so then that that gut. You know, so then the the best way in the world to relieve that anxiety gut because that's an anxiety gut is you breathe, mm-hmm. and you you know when you breathe in you push out with your belly, and when you breathe out when you you breathe in you push out, and then when you when you push breathe out you pull in so it's mm-hmm. actually the opposite of what we think most of the time when that we breathe in when we breathe in we and then that see when you're doing that not only are you releasing that anxiety in your gut but your brain is occupied yeah and because it's like okay i'm breathing in so i got to push, push out, out and i'm going to and then when I breathe out, I pull in. So it's the exact opposite of what we do. That really takes a lot of effort. It does. And then your gut releases yeah. and your brain has been occupied. Now you're more of an adult self that can think rationally mm-hmm. about both of those domains. And passionately. And passionately. Mm-hmm. Yes, the brain is rational. The gut is passionate. Mm-hmm. And so we want them to marry. Mm-hmm. You know, so that we can live the life of our dreams in some form or another. Yep. I love that. That's great advice. It really, really, really works. <clears throat> you need to practice that, Kev. I know. Because you like I was I saying, with the, yeah, with the significant other things, we don't want to have to rely on someone else to balance you out, you know. You need to find your own, yeah, your that's inner balance. Absolutely. <laughs> I always tell people this little trick when they have panic attacks. Because what panic attacks are, panic attacks happen 
as our brain runs amok and we are resisting anything in our gut. And then the gut tightens, tightens, the gut tightens, and then we're like, you know, it's like a freight train Mm -hmm. that runs with that anxiety. So that breathing technique will really, really, really help people that have it. I tell people that people who have uh, anxiety, test anxiety, have a lot of that, the head, they fill their head and then they get really anxious. And I always say, you know, do that like four times, do it. 10 breaths four times before you go in to take a test. And then in your brain, after you've done the breathing, then in your brain, you visualize going in, sitting down with the, your test, get your pencil, look at the test, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know this, I know this, I know this. And so you visualize the actual taking of the test mm-hmm. from a place of calm, you know, so that we do, we're not paralyzed by that and we don't have to be the victim of that. Yeah. Instead of it owning us, we can... Yeah. We, we can, can take control. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Like no, you always say, like you say, this is, this sounds simple. It is not yeah. easy. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, you, all of us here, and this is why we do this, believe in joy and happiness and abundance and a worry-free existence. And you cannot have too much of that no there's no limit there's no limit and 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 it is ours for the taking yeah i mean it is this it can be your life you know i think that people who experience a lot of stress fear worry panic anxiety they feel like this life the you know kind of what we're talking about this freedom of pursuit and joy and the marrying of our minds and our, and our, and our guts is that's all for somebody else. It's for those people because I have, I have three kids or I have, it's too hard. It's too hard. Or I don't have any money or, you know, like they, there's re or I, I have too much anxiety, you know? And so they believe or they've convinced themselves that this way of life is for the other people. Mm-hmm. It's not for the other people. It's for all of us. Terminally unique. That's what people, they get stuck in that, well, that's not how it's going to be for me. Or no, oh, no, I can't do it. Or no, that's too much. Yeah. And it's yeah. not. It's no, not. It's really not. And and those, like just those little steps, you know, going into your gut and getting out of your mind spending some getting out of your gut and and going into your mind and vice versa yeah um and taking one little step at a time one bite yes and then not being afraid not being afraid if it doesn't happen well it it yeah there's there'll be something better not not worrying about the outcome that's right you let go you do the next right thing you do what's in front of you to be done and then you leave, and then you let go of the outcome. However, that turns out that's probably God's will. Yeah. And then you think, okay, but there'll be something else because you totally. think, oh, I really thought that was going to work, you know. And then you're like, no. And then you know something and then else happens. Something else works. You know, uh, I experienced this years ago with us. We had we did a women's retreat that was super successful. Yeah. And just amazing, a great, great outcome. Oh, it great was so energy, fun. So many beautiful women. Like it, ju- it just felt so good, and it was overnight. And I mean, we sold out. It was awesome. And we did it again 
we had planned to do it again and what I didn't know so I had met you because I was really struggling in my marriage uh-huh. and I didn't know what I was going to do with my marriage and the second one was was you know we planned two or three four months in advance yeah and you know we we had no idea what was coming but if for some reason it just wasn't taking it, like we couldn't find the lo- right location yep. all of that the date yes. everything just seemed to be off and then we felt we were forcing it and and it just didn't it wasn't working and so we decided to cancel mm-hmm. and that was very difficult for my ego that uh, i mean and i never told you that no, or you didn't but it was that was a hard pill for me to swallow because I felt like like we were supposed we were meant to do this and then it didn't make and then and then right right like a week before the date or maybe three days before the date was when all hell really broke loose in my marriage and I knew I had to get a divorce I mean I was in absolutely no shape to stand at the front of a room and inspire other women. Oh my gosh. I never knew that timing or I didn't put it together. Yeah. I never knew that that had such an impact. And you know what? It was it was God and the universe and this world and the way things go taking care. I couldn't see it. I didn't know it. But but and I resisted it and my ego was tied to it and my pride was tied to it. And I and then I was like, oh, my that was going to be this weekend. Like, oh, my gosh. And it was the closet on the floor week. You know, yes. I mean, yes. the weeks that you spend yes. in, oh. or the days that you spend in the closet. <laughs> metaphorically literally, <laughs> <Or> literally. <laughs> I was a literal closet case <laughs> I've spent I've spent lots of days in my closet <laughs> I probably shouldn't admit that either <laughs> I like my closet now that could I be like just my closet kind of too fun. Sit, please. have you cried in your closet uh, probably <laughs> I can't think of a specific instance I just liked but your face probably <laughs> I think we've all, metaphorically or literally, we've yeah. all had that moment. And that, those breaking moments. Because a breakdown is a breakthrough. Yes. Yes. And so I tell that story because, you know, I couldn't see it. And I just was yeah. upset and embarrassed and my pride got in the way. And then I was like, I, I couldn't have done it. We, oh. I would have had to cancel anyway. Oh, my god! Couldn't have done it. Amazing. Could not have done it. So all to say there, I love how you remind us time and time again that there is no failure. Yeah. There's just learning experiences. Mm-hmm. You, you throw away the experience, learn the lesson and, and, and keep taking small bites out of that elephant. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. Love it. Uh, me too. Uh, so this may be my uh, brain. Did we already talk about the. No. Okay. We you need to go for that. 
Yeah, for okay. sure. We both can't. So speaking of conferences, <laughs> yeah, kind of right in. We really Tova's ego is tied to this, <laughs> yes. so you must Sign register. Up. Great segue. So that she doesn't so I won't have to go to again. the closet yep. again. <laughs> Please register. No. So we are going to have an amazing woman's event um, based on what we had done before, just before COVID hit. Uh, we had an amazing success, amazingly successful women's event at your home. Mm-hmm. Um, we invited your home fit, what, 25 people? I think we had like 30, 30 or 35, 35 maybe. Uh-huh. women came and it's super fun because and interesting and educational and inspiring i mean i i was so inspired after our time together so much fun it's going to be three hours um and it's really cool because all of all of our attendees kind of write the script for how it's going to go so when you register for it you will also be able to submit anonymous questions that we will read and answer in front of the group. Mm -hmm. And it's taking place on September 11th from one to four. We're doing it at a beautiful, beautiful place called the slate in the design district. We went and did a, a little visit there this morning. It is exquisite. Yes. It's super fun. Yeah. And cool and funky and all of all of you will be so comfortable and love it. And so it's Saturday, September 11th, 1 to 4. Uh, registration is going to be $200, which we think is a total steal. Because if you go see Janice tomorrow for one hour, it's going to be $200. <laughs> don't tell the people I have booked right for the week. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care how much it costs. But... <clears throat> It's it's really really it really is fun and nothing, I mean we will we will answer any of your questions. Yep. So whether it's about uh, your fears, your worries, your stress, parenting, sex, marriage, communication, um, anything, we probably won't rather not talk about erectile dysfunction. But <laughs> I looked it up by the way, episode sixty five for anybody <laughs> curious to. Oh, that was check smart. That out. Thank you for doing. So that. it's no what. Episode 65 was oh, the erectile dysfunction okay. one. Not the one episode between Craig and I. <laughs> right, right. I thought you Not said it be, was one. Now yeah. you're saying it was 65. <laughs> Not to be confused. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Oh, He's going to be like, be sure to really clear that up. Yes. <laughs> Especially with the whole shrink dilemma. Uh, you know. so yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, sure I'm buying it. I really it. hope he doesn't listen clear to this episode. <laughs> Name cleared. Shrink name cleared. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really, really fun. Yes, so. and we hope you'll register. It's a great girls' event. So grab, you know, uh, did you go see Oprah when she came? No, I wanted to. Oh, that was like one of my girlfriends, Stacy Duran, who you know. Uh-huh, she uh-huh. grabbed all the girlfriends and was like, I'm, oh, let's all go to this together. So this is one of those things that like, because you can ask anything and nobody will know that you asked it. Yes, and then if if you have a comment to make about what what we talk about or if somebody has a question that builds on one of the questions, we'll do that too. So it's really sure. easy and comfortable. And uh, my daughter Blair is going to get this registration up on our website, betheremedies.com. Yep. Yep. And, and we'll keep you posted on yeah. our and Be The Remedies Instagram. And if you have any questions, Instagram. 
you know, my email is Janice Gant, G-A-U-N-T at gmail.com. And Tova's is Tovacito at uh, .com. Yep. At gmail.com. Yeah. We kept that. We kept that pretty easy. We did. <laughs> smart uh, well okay. we, we we can't wait for you to register we are we have a quite a bit of space but at some point we will run out so right. we want you to sign up right thank you thank you for another amazing week of the remedy go make this week awesome thanks for listening